I want to welcome everyone here tonight for our summer series. And we are blessed, very blessed this evening to have Brother Brandon Starling come and speak for us. He has been with the Swan Church of Christ for the past three years. He and his wife, Candace, uh, have four children. And um, I see there are some others, and I think maybe some others will be showing as we get started. But we're truly blessed that you're here, and we thank you so much for coming. Um, Brandon attended the Memphis School of Preaching. He's very familiar with East Texas. He grew up and was born and grew up in Marshall, not far from here. And I asked him if there was anything else he'd like for me to mention, and he just said, I love being a servant of the Lord. And what better compliment can a person have than just uttering those words? Um, Our minister, Bill, spoke at Swan not all that long ago at one of their gospel meetings. And one evening I was uh, able to go and listen to Bill and meet the church family there. And I want you to know you need to go visit them. They're a very warm friendly, loving church, and I especially enjoyed the singing. They can sing out. They may not be great in number, but they've, they've got wonderful voices as they praise God in song, and you would enjoy it as well. I was telling Brandon uh, this evening that I began my work in youth ministry in Frankston, where I now live again. It started in 1980, and of course he said, well, I wasn't born yet. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just feeling a little bit older than I like to feel. He was born in 1982, just a young man. So he's got years left in his ministry, and we are so grateful for that. And and know that you're welcome here anytime. I'm going to turn it over to Michael, and he'll lead us in a couple of songs, and then Brandon, we'll just turn it over to you after that. I knew we had him. Here we go. I love to tell the story of Oh, 
the glory. Good evening. Sound a little tired out there. Long day. Texas heat. To God be the glory and good evening. Amen. It is such a blessing and honor and privilege for us, uh, for me and uh, uh, members here to come and visit with you all. My wife and children haven't showed up yet, uh, but they will be here, I hope. Uh, but it's a blessing, a blessing to finally uh, meet you all. I, I have admired you all's work from a distance, and I actually live right down the street on Glenwood, so it's not that far. And I appreciate your preacher for inviting me, uh, and it's just always a privilege and an honor to fellowship with brethren, with members of the Lord's Church, the Church of Christ, the only church you can read about in the Bible. And if you happen to be here, you're not a member of the Lord's church. You've never obeyed the gospel. We are hoping and praying that you would make the greatest decision that a person can make in his or her life. And that is the decision to become a child of the most high God. But you have to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, sin separates us from God. And God gave us the solution to the sin problem, that's through Jesus. And, and Peter said in Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the removal of your sin. What's the problem? Sin. How is sin removed? By obeying the gospel, being baptized in water for the remission or the removal of your sins. And the Lord will add you to his church, the church of Christ, Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 47. I want to bring your attention here and to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Appreciate uh, the songs. Uh, Give me the Bible is one of my uh, favorite, you know, because nowadays where many are uh, thinking that they need uh, something other than God's word, uh, we know, those who love the Lord, that it is the Bible that has everything that pertains to life and godliness. I know they told me I can be at this podium or or that podium. I might work both of them tonight. (laughs) I might make it on down and I just just see how I feel, you know. But nevertheless, in a time where the Lord's church needs to be reminded to push on, to move forward, to keep fighting, to never give up, or for some of us to get back up and start back fighting again. If you can recall Joshua, Moses' assistant, as him and Caleb stood among the other spies who had cowered down to the thought of pushing forward on into the land of promise. Caleb tried to quiet them down and say, we can do it. And Joshua and Caleb both agreed together saying, look, we can do it in essence, only rebel not against the Lord. But of course, those individuals decided that they're going to get them a captain and they're going to turn back. They don't want to go forward. They don't want to move forward. They don't want uh, to face the challenges of of their time. Moses had did his part. Now it was time for the next generation. And for those who have served God faithfully, 
It's time to push the next generation forward. It's time to encourage others uh, who you know can do it to, to tell them it's your time. It's time to move forward. It's now or never. Joshua was going to be pumped up by God himself before he goes over. A, in essence, a pep rally from God. As Moses passed away and Joshua is now having to step up like never before, therefore I want to give you the title of this lesson, Crossing Over to Win. Crossing over to win. You know, God's people, we don't lose. The only way we lose is if we refuse to move. If we become a, a monument instead of a, a movement. If we admire those in the past and freeze up only to admire them, but, but never to impact our generation. Joshua was told in Joshua chapter 1, verse 7, by God himself in our first thought, before he crossed over, before they crossed over, they had to have the courage to keep the word of God. Joshua 1, 7, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go? Notice what God tells his servant Joshua. As he has to step up and he has to move forward, he's going to have to be courageous. He's going to have to have the courage. He's going to have to be strong to keep the word of God. Because many are cowering down to this generation. Back then and, and especially now, the world is trying to intimidate us. They're trying to tell us to put it down. They're trying to tell us to drop your Bible. They're trying to tell us that what you have is outdated. God says no for the child of God. Just like he told Joshua, as you move forward, the main thing is to keep the word of God. Only be, God says, there is nothing else to be. We didn't come this far to put down God's word, have we? We haven't uh, come this far to, to buckle under the pressure. Only be strong. And notice this, not just courageous, but, but very courageous. 
I need you to put a little more in it this time, Joshua. Because your mission is going to call for you to fight battles that Moses did not fight. You know, in our generation, we're having to fight battles that, that others, they, didn't, they fought, but they didn't have to fight these kind of battles. They didn't have to deal with governments and school systems and, and all this type of stuff on this level. They didn't, they, they could, you think they could ever imagine that to even uh, say anything that hints against the LGBT community would be a vile transgression. And if you dare to be bold and if you dare to be courageous, there's going to be some backlash. You think they ever realized that the church would have to stand like this? God says you're going to have to be strong. You're going to have to be courageous to keep keep this word. So Joshua is pumped up and he tells his people, hey, let's go forward. Flip over for time's sake, of course. To Joshua, chapter three. Verse 14, Joshua decided that he's pushing forward the leadership of Israel at that time, decided that they would push forward. But remember, in past generation, they refused to move. And God says, OK, I cannot use you. If you're going to if you're if you're afraid to push forward, God can't use you, but not Joshua. He's going to push forward the men What Joshua going to push forward. And in Joshua, chapter three, verse 14. So it was. When the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And watch this. And as those who bore the Ark came to the Jordan and the feet of the priests who bore the Ark dipped in the edge of the water for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of the harvest that the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap uh, very far away at Adam. Notice this. The same thing that those in the past refused to do, Joshua and those men, they decided we're going to push forward. And of course, the way it looks, can you imagine approaching a river? how powerful that river is and God is telling you to move forward. What do you have to do, Joshua? Just keep in mind what God said. And that is all Joshua is doing. He's keeping in mind the word of God. He is deciding that I am not going to buckle under fear. I'm going to obey God regardless of what people have to say, regardless of what they think, regardless of what what the outsiders may say, regardless of the threats. I am keeping God's word. They decided to push forward and lo and behold, the Jordan was stopped. Verse 17, the Bible says the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm. They didn't just stand. They stood firm on dry, on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. Strong leadership, strong servants. We're not just called to stand. We're called to stand firm. We cannot be moved. I'm not moving off the word of God and I'm not watering down any parts of it either. 
I, I, I am not compromising my faith for nobody. I am not compromising my faith for, for anyone in 2022, and if it be the Lord's will, 2023, 24, 25. Hey, the Bible is still the Bible, and the Lord's church is still the New Testament church, the only church that you can read about in the Bible, and you still have to obey the true gospel of Jesus Christ, and I will not change. I will not compromise. Well, you know, it's not popular today. Well, you know, the young people want something different. Well, they're not getting anything different. I'm not giving anything different. and I'm only 40 years old. I'm not giving anything different. Matter of fact, uh, I tell you, that's only a threat from Satan. There are pl plenty of young people obeying the true gospel of Jesus Christ. It's just that we have to stand flat-footed and firm and declare what thus said the Lord. But you know, crossing the Jordan was only the beginning. See, they had already crossed the Red Sea. It was just God is always pushing his people forward. Push forward. There's more. There's always something else to do. There's always a, another assignment. God is not outdated. He knows, look, we got to keep up with the generation. There, there's another assignment I have for you. So now that they have crossed the Jordan, now you're going to have to win some battles. Now, see, you, you got the first step, Joshua. You, you've, you've crossed the Jordan, but now you have several battles to fight. And, and one of the main battles is the soul-saving battle. Brothers and sisters, we have to realize that the gospel has to go out. And the Lord's church has to be unified. We, we have to be together. Look at Joshua chat. Just flip back here. Not trying to backtrack, but watch what, what Rahab says in Joshua 2.9. In Joshua 2.9. Now, they decided that they would be bold and courageous and, and take this step. We're, we're, we're going to keep God's word. We're going to go against all obstacles. And, and they did that. But watch what took place in Joshua 2.9. And said to the men, Rahab said, I know, that, I know that the Lord has given you the land that the terror of, watch this, the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. Because of you. That, you, know, you know that you're different. You know that you, you stand out when you move. The word got to Rahab. The inhabitants, the, the their hearts have fainted because you have decided to move. The word has gone out and the inhabitants, they know they don't stand a chance. When we decide to obey God, when we decide to do things God's way, Satan and his people know they don't stand a chance. They know that God's people, because of who is with us, we will not lose. Verse 10 says, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water 
of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. We've all, we've heard about you. We've heard about things that God has done through you. You know, like people hearing rumors of the church of Christ. We've heard about you. You know, when you encounter certain people, they'll say, you know, we've heard about the church of Christ saying that you all are the only ones going to heaven. I've encountered somebody that said, we've heard about you. Say that you all say you are the only ones going to heaven. The seed is already planted. I said they're already trembling. Because if you're right, if this is true, they're going to have to do something about it, whether obeyed or rebelled against it. But what if there are more people waiting to obey? You know, some people always are pestering me. They're looking at the negative side of things. Ah, no one's going to obey. How do you know that? How do you know those individuals you encounter that they have heard something? You know, many of us come out of denominationalism anyway. How do you know what this generation will do? They've heard rumors. What we have to do is capitalize. I have to be the one that say yes. Now, can I study with you? We have to win the soul-saving battle. And in in winning the soul-saving battle and pushing forward and being brave and being courageous and, and being bold and continuing fighting, we have to remember as we journey to Joshua chapter 5. Joshua chapter 5, we have to remember we the ones serve the true living God. No one else serves him but us. I know they, they say they serve him. No, no, no. We're the ones that serve him. We're his people. In Joshua 5, 1, it says, so... So it was. Then all the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had, watch this, dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over that their heart melted and and there was no spirit in them any longer. Why? Because of the children of Israel. They're scared. You have a few baptisms, you decide to obey God, you're doing things right. People people start hearing about these things. Did you hear about how many people they baptized the other day? You hear about what they said about the Bible? You heard about they they said that, that, that their church dates back to A.D. 33? Did you hear this? Did you hear what they said? These men, they knew about God. 
And what we have to remember as God's people, we are the children of God. We are spiritual Israel. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, 1 Timothy chapter 3 and the verses 15, if you keep your finger in Joshua, in 1 Timothy 3.15, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 3.15, but if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Lord have mercy. The church of Christ is the church of the living God. The everlasting God. The God who said, let there be light. He is the God of the church of Christ. We're his people. We are the church, the people, the ecclesia called out of darkness that belong to Christ. We serve him. They don't. We are his people. They're not. Not being mean, being honest. But I have to remember that. We have to remember that. We are God's people. When we move, they tremble. When we move, Satan is terrified. When I try, Satan starts fighting and scrambling to see what he can do to stop me. He's not trying to stop anybody else. He's trying to stop you. He's trying to stop you from talking to your neighbor. He's trying to stop you from talking to your spouse if your spouse is not a believer. He's trying to stop you from raising your children in the truth. He's trying to stop you from impacting Tyler. He's trying to stop you from impacting Texas, the United States, the world. He is terrified of the church of Christ, the church of the living God. The Bible says it's the pillar holds up truth. And the ground, the only place where you can walk in truth. We have 100% of truth. And when we get to moving off that truth, Satan has to come up with a plan. How can I stop Wes Irwin? How can I scramble some things up? How can I throw them off their game? One thing I told another brother, I said, you know, brother, I said, let's be careful. I don't know what's going on, but these sermons getting shorter and shorter. (laughs) They're getting shorter and shorter. I, I listened to some old pioneer preachers and it seemed like uh, uh, they, they, they had, they were preaching for an hour and the audience was saying, amen, amen, amen. Why? We're, they were into the word of God. They were set on fire for God. They were serious about God. And they were not in a rush to worship. But somewhere down the line, Satan said, well, you know, things are changing. And you can't preach a full context no more. Ah, You're going to have to chop that down a little bit, preacher. So it went from ah, 45, ah, 40, ah, chop it down to 30. I make it 25. <laughs> Soon Satan gonna say, give him 15 minutes. 
15 minutes and let us go home. 15 minutes and let the people go home. You see, we're busy, you know. We're, we got too much to do. You know, I got to take my son to his baseball practice and my daughter has this and we have so much going on. Why was but, but Satan trying to keep us busy? Because he knows we're the church of the living God. As we go back to Joshua, we, we, we're fighting the, the battle to keep us remembering, to keep ourselves remembering that we are God's people. And then we have to remember had this battle, we're, we're battling against doing things God's way. Remember in Joshua chapter 6 what God told them to do? In Joshua chapter 6 verse 1, it says, Now Jericho was securely shed up. Why? Because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. You see the terror? Because of God's people have been moving and God's people have been, been working through them, now people are afraid. <laughs> you ever had somebody to lock their door? And say, I don't want to talk to you. For those who, you know, you're, you're trying to reach out to people, they shut you out. And the world is trying to shut you out. But what does the people of God need to do? We need to keep marching together as here in verse 2. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all of you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. What is God saying to do? I want you to march around six days. But you know what? You all are going to have to be united together. You can't be divided and win this battle. You see, can I talk to the church of Christ? You see, we, we, we're in a different, we're dealing in a different time. And, and we have to do away with the Jews and the Gentile churches. We're just the church. There's no black and white, it's just, it's just the church. And we have to move as one. I'm not, I'm not looking up and say, well, uh, I'm not going to call that preacher, you know, uh, well, he's a different culture. Yeah, I'm not going to really, well, he preaches a little different, you know. Uh, it seems a little different. Uh, see how Satan does this? You stay over where were you at, and you, you, you all stay where you all are at. And keep it like that. Stay in your corner. You, you stay on your side. Look, Hispanic and, and black and, and white. And you all just stay on your side and, and stay in your comfort zone. Why, Joel Osteen and T.D. Jakes and everybody else said, no, nah, just come. Everybody come in here. And we say, no, no, you stay over there. See, we, we sing different from you. We preach a little different from you. And everybody that's saying that has been manipulated by Satan. And everybody that says that keeps us divided. And everybody that says that is keeping some of the most effective individuals away from God's people. Do you know the amount of good brothers that I have met that are of a different culture? White, black, Mexican, Japanese, Vietnamese. I've met some of the most powerful preachers of different cultures. 
that are God's people and they convert, convert any culture. But Satan says, keep them out of here. No, you're going to have to march together to win this battle. You see, Satan is not just against one congregation. He's against the church. His fight is against the church of Christ. And he takes congregations one at a time. One at a time. He'll dry you up. He'll shrink you down as we all sit in our pews and we get comfortable. And we say, where did the people go? Well, they're right up the street. <laughs> not going anywhere. Just go get them. And be united together. Combine your efforts and do the will of God. The children of Israel had to march together, and that's when the walls would come tumbling down. But if, if somebody decided that Joshua's going to march, and I'm not following Joshua, <laughs> y'all would got to have one or two. I'm not following Joshua. How do I know the Lord spoke through him? Well, it's not following Joshua. It's following God. Joshua has been given God's word. And as long as good elders and, and good preachers are declaring the word of God, we unite together to do God's will. We unite together to help save souls. We have an impact where we are. Tyler should tremble at the thought of the church of Christ. They should be shaken at the thought of all these church of Christ members getting together. I'm not here, but what's that, what's that uh, park, Bergfield Park? Ain't it about time we all just unite and, and just pack it? And just take it over. You know, I, I go there and, and, and there are denominational preachers and non-denomination and whatever else they call. They're just walking around and they're just asking everybody to be a part of their thing. But, but what if we did that? What if the church of Christ said, enough. We're not sitting back anymore. We're not looking at TV anymore. I'm going to open my mouth. I'm going to trouble the devil. And I'm going to work with any brother, any sister that wants to work. You're going to have to march together. And then in Joshua chapter 7, we got to remember as we are fighting these battles to keep sin out of the camp. Remember the, the loss, the battle that was lost at Ai, Joshua 17? So the Lord said to Joshua, go up. Why do, you, why do you lie thus on your face? They have taken the laws. And he's on his face and he's calling out to God. God, what has happened? Simple. Israel has sinned. You want to know what will hinder us from winning battles? Sin. There's a battle we have to fight against sin against lies, against error, against this whole idea of, you know, uh, we will accept you for who you are, just come and visit us and mingle with us and socialize with us. And, and we're, look, we're not going to try to push you 
and to obey the gospel. Really? We're in a society that, that, that says a family comes through and says, we will attend your church if you just leave us alone. We will, we, look, come, go to that. We'll attend your church, but don't ask nothing about my marriage. Don't ask nothing about my life. Wait a minute. Shepherd, shepherd, watch the flock. Keep sin out of the camp. Because God still refuses to allow sin into the church. He'll wash it off, of course, according to Ephesians chapter 5, by the washing of the water of the word. Just like sin hindered Israel, sin can hinder a local congregation from being all it's supposed to be. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 1 Corinthians chapter 5 in the verses 6, the Bible says you're glorying when the man had his father's wife uh, uh, and Paul wrote to them, said your glorying is not good. They, they accepted the sin. They accepted the lifestyle. He says your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Therefore purge out the old leaven. Get the sin out of the camp. Didn't we have to, when we obeyed the gospel, the agreement was when we got baptized in water, the sin would be removed. We will be added to the church of Christ and we will live sin free lives. If we ever messed up, we can confess our sins according to 1 John 1, 9 and 10. But we are not to just live in sin. We are not to just embrace sin and we are not to just accept people's lifestyles. We're in a generation that says, just leave me alone. I'll show up on Sunday. And, and you'll show up late, actually. It's kind of. God says, your glory is not good. We are in a battle. We are in a battle against Satan and sin. And we cannot bow down to this new generation that says, just leave me alone. I might come to your church. If you just accept me for who I am, I might come to your church. We accept you for who you are, but you're going to have to change. Repentance is changing. Repentance is changing your mind and changing the way that you live. Isn't this why we are here? To be different, to be new, to be fresh. The church of Christ is in a battle. And then last but not least, In Joshua chapter 10, verse 7, we have to remember that as we are fighting these battles and we're winning and we're doing God's will, that doesn't mean that Satan is going to back down. He's not going to back down. He's going to keep fighting. He, look, watch what the Bible says in this point. And when, when all hell breaks loose, keep the faith. In Joshua 10, 7, when these five kings came up against Joshua and the children of Israel, so Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear them, for I have delivered them into your hand. Not a man of them shall stand before you. So now Satan brings, brings all his forces. 
Okay, we decide to move as, a, as the church of Christ and we're going to do the will of God and we're going to try to save souls and we're going to fight against sin uh, uh, with the word of God and us living faithful and doing the will of God. And Satan says, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to bring all my forces. And guess what? Oh, hell that's breaking loose. But that doesn't mean he wins. And, and God reminds his servant, do not fear them. Don't be afraid. When you begin to say that a man is a man and a woman is a woman and you hear an outcry, you hear somebody, don't be afraid. When they get mad, oh, no, no, a man is a man. A woman is a woman. And don't be afraid. When I tell my son to go to school, I say, son, daughter, when you, when you, when you sit down at that table, Make sure you pray. Make sure you say your prayers. I had one of my sons, there was a talent show uh, here at Ramey. And he uh, said, he's, they, uh, well, they told me he's going to be in it. And he said, uh, I said, son, where are you going to sing? He said, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to sing, I really love the Lord. You see, some parents would say, son, you know you can't sing that. Oh, yes, you can. He sang it. He did an excellent job. It was a cappella. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, you're thinking in your head. Like, did he have instrument? It was a cappella. Don't worry. <laughs> but he did a good job. And we won't bow down to this generation that's telling us to keep our faith quiet. And if Satan brings his forces, I'm going to keep in mind, I serve the Lord. And I tell you what. I'd rather go out on my shield than go out as a coward. Because God says he can't use fearful servants. He can't use scared Christians. He can't use those who are just trying to keep their position. He's not. He can't use those that your goal in life is to climb the ladder. That's not my goal in life. My goal in life is to be a faithful servant of God. And when Joshua ended his life, as he closed out his life, he told them, look, look, you choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That's how Joshua ended his. That's how Joshua ends. You know what? I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm not I'm not pushing back. I know there are more battles to fight. I know people are going to get mad. But as for me and my house, this household, you decide what you're going to do. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I, I refuse to put down my Bible. I refuse to be terrified at this generation. I refuse to back down and tuck my Bible in and let it rust and, and, and let the church just die in a generation that says the church of Christ is not popular. I'm not trying to be popular. I'm trying to be faithful. And when Joshua ended his life, the Bible says in Joshua 24, 29, now it came to pass after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, this is the greatest thing that can be said about a man or a woman. Joshua, the servant of the Lord. When it's, 
when they visit your tombstone and mine, you got your birthday and your death day and you got the dash, what will be said? What would they say? Would they just say he was a good man? He was a good, she was a good woman. Or would they say was a servant of the Lord? If they don't say that about me, if they don't say that about us, we failed. If my family doesn't feel the impact, If the church don't know that I'm faithful, I failed. If where you work don't know that who you are, you are a Christian man, you failed. If the community doesn't know the church, we failed. Brothers and sisters, I know this series of lessons is called Risk Takers. It's time for the church to get up. It's time for us to rise back up and say you will not bully the Lord's church. We are the church of Christ. A.D. 33. Crucified, risen Savior, our Lord. I hope and pray that we take the risk of pushing forward and winning battles. The young, the old, the black, the white, the Mexican, rise up with your Bibles and say, Satan, uh-uh, you will not shut my mouth. You will not shut my Bible. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for who you are, for your son, Jesus Christ, for your Holy Spirit. Father, we pray that your blessing be upon us, Lord, to, to push forward and, to, and, and proclaim your word. Father, we know that we're in a time, Lord, that, that tries to get us to shrink back in our faith. But give us the strength, give us the courage, give us, give us what we need in your word, O oh Lord, so that we will press forward just like Joshua did in his time. May we serve you and win these battles, these spiritual battles in our time. Lord, if there's a soul here that has never obeyed the gospel, may that soul come to you before it's everlasting too late. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for your time. If you're not a child of God, Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. Thank you, Brother Starling, very, very much. I'll tell you what, we've been challenged, greatly challenged. And I will tell you, if you've not been challenged, you may have heard what he said, but you didn't listen. And there's a difference, a huge difference between hearing and listening. Hopefully we listen to what he said. I thought of a song, um, Soldiers of Christ Arise, and put your armor on, safe, strong in the Lord, which God supplies through his beloved Son. Stand in the Lord of hosts, and in his mighty power, who in the strength of Jesus trusts is more than conqueror. We're that. We're more than conquerors. Romans chapter 8. In Christ, we are more than conquerors. More and more, I love the theme that was chosen this summer. We have been challenged to put our faith on the line. We've been challenged to take necessary risks. We've been challenged to fight battles 
that are different than those in the past, but battles nonetheless, and battles that can be won only by the church in Christ. Thank you again, and just know we appreciate so much what you've shared with us from God's Word, and we are dismissed.